Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortwan, joined by co-host Morg Daddy. How you doing? I have been binging so hard on Iceborne. Oh my god, it's been so good since Raging Brack came into the picture. Whew, loving it. So yeah, I'm doing great. I have no words for you. You're off that. Sorry. No, just, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Now I'm I'm just I'm just not interested in going back yet. Um, and uh, just just wait until Alatreon comes back into it. It's Alatreon. It's Alatreon. Yeah. Or as some Alatreon. Or as some people would call it a Claptreon because it claps hard. Oh my God! People die so fast. I mean, get good. And co-host <laughs> Pan. <laughs> you, you could not have asked me at a worse moment, so I started having a coughing fit. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm good. I don't think I have the plague. I'm pretty sure this is just another cold. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty good. Yeah, it also isn't this also hay fever season? So, like, I've seen a lot of people on fo- Facebook being like, it's just hay fever. St- don't uh, look at me like that. I've never gotten hay fever, but ever since I've, you know, I got a two-year-old that, like, you know, picks his nose and then touches my face and stuff, so. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Tell that child to yeah. just stay away. Yeah, he's really gross, so, you know, I'm just kind of constantly in a state of having a cold or something going on. As a father of two girls, kids are gross. <laughs> You should always have, like, a bag of baby wipes, like, in your back pocket and just, like, whip that sucker out and just, like, start wiping them clean. Be like, there you yeah, go. I do. Yeah. You can you can be it's... you can be super parent all day with wipes and that kind of stuff, and it, you're not going to catch everything. Eventually, they wear you down to the point where you just stop giving a fuck. Like... <laughs> <laughs> At the point where you've just got a bot... you just got, a, like, a bottle of hand sanitizer and a spray bottle. You just go, squirt, squirt, bad child, bad. Like... Well... He thinks hand sanitizer is lotion, so, you know, he yeah. likes it. No, I, literally, as we're <laughs> talking right here, on my computer desk is a thing of hand sanitizer that every time the kids are in the room, they're like, Daddy, I want, I, put it on my hands, please. Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. <laughs> like, I feel clean. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, The Parent Edition. Welcome, Morg. We are preparing you for later in life. <laughs> Um, ooh, ooh, I've, I've got plans. I've got plans to to combat that. There won't be any <laughs> mistakes. I could assure but you. Mistakes? Oh no! Join us, Morg. It's not a mistake. No! <laughs> um, what we're really here to talk about tonight is uh, tonight is uh, our list of top FPS games or first-person shooters. Um, we are. I am limiting myself to four. Uh, Morg, you also had a gigantic list that we're limiting to four, and Pan just has a couple. Um, yep, yep. Not, not as, uh, not as involved in the genre um, as we are, which is no, fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna smile and nod for most of these games. It was very hard trying to pick the top four, but I'm gonna have to go with the go-tos. The go-tos for you. Well, yes. um, so what we'll do is, um. We'll do like a, um, I, I don't know, I don't know what to call it, but we'll do like, uh, we'll start with me, Morg, Pan, and then Morg, me, and then like the like in Catan, like when you set it. down the pieces in Catan, because that'll hit, Ooh. that'll hit uh, Pan twice by the time we do four, 
that's actually yeah, a pretty gotcha. good idea. So, um, and it's just easier because that's literally our order in the chat. <laughs> and I can just see it. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about um, our our recommended first-person shooters. And there's going to be a lot of genre, and not genre talk, but series talk in this one versus mm-hmm. like individual games because um not because the individual games aren't different enough some of these are going to have vastly different games within the the series but this is also just an attempt to cut it down because if we weren't suggesting for like i mean i'd probably still like be like okay here's like my six doom games i suggest like <laughs> like uh there are there's a lot of good ones, you know what I mean? Or, you know, if, if someone picks Call of Duty, spoilers, I did not. Um, there might be, a, you know, a couple titles in that series <laughs> worth mentioning. So There's one I can think of, and that one I'm going to keep in reserve. So, Okay. The only one I would ever suggest is Black Ops, the, the first one. It's the one I had the most fun with. And Yeah, I know. Woo, Treyarch. Everyone hated Treyarch at that time, but whatever. <laughs> um, you just Monday. reminded me of my third game. <laughs> Menendez. <laughs> nice. Ooh, what a terrible villain. Ooh. Nobody likes um, Menendez. I don't even remember who you're talking about. I was more in the multiplayer than I was in the single player. Yeah, I was one of those COD bros. Fight me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, no, nobody plays Call of Duty for the story anymore. I mean, like, nobody cares. Yeah. No, I, uh, I didn't care then. That's for sure. What, um, was the, what was the name of that uh, one actor who, like, pretty much plays as, like, the bad guy in, like, TV shows and movies and stuff like that? He was in Call of Duty, uh, I think it was, a, was it Advanced Warfare with the exoskeletal suits? Kind of like the Elysium ones? Are you ones? talking about the one with Kevin, Spa- Kevin Spacey? Yeah, that's one? the one. Yeah. Yes, Kevin Spacey, yeah. That, like, he, he, was the, he was the only selling point for that game. That was I mean, the only he doesn't always play it. bad guys, and he's a good actor. He's just, you know, in real life, a bad guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he should have kept um, his hands to himself, the dirty bastard. But yeah, anyways. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, the plan of, of hitting Pan twice with her thir- finding her third one, we'll, we'll stick to it. We'll just have you go last, Pan, for your third one. I'm okay. You'll probably right. have some time to remember the last one, so yeah. It'll probably... No, yeah. I originally had three, and I forgot one of them because I lost my sheet. Mm. But then I remembered my third one. Okay, so, um, first one, out the gate, and I'm going to talk about this one. It's the one that I remembered, because I was like, I have three. What was the fourth one? And, like, I couldn't put my finger on it. But I'm going to mention it first, because it, it doesn't deserve to be forgotten, which is Turok. Um, mm. I love Turok. Now, I don't talk about this much, because it doesn't come up a lot, but me being Native American is part of why I like Turok. Because it is a Native American who fights dinosaurs. And, like, <laughs> I love dinosaurs. And and putting those two things together was, like, the ultimate, like, this is fucking badass for me as a kid. <laughs> it um, is actually pretty badass. I like Turok. It's a good game. Yeah, so Turok, uh, Turok is a, an interesting series. Um, so it, it led out the gate with two extremely solid games. And I'm not a lot of people know this, but it's actually based on a comic book series from the 50s. Of, Whoa. And there's an actual like Turok universe with like eight different Turoks. And Turok is sort of like not a particular person. Turok is a title 
given to a particular person. So there's oh. like um, in the games, I think it's Josh something or the first one. The first one is a different one. And Turok 2 is Josh something is the Turok. And it's like actually like there's legit like seven or eight different Turoks. Um, like in and they're all canon. They're all canon. Like the comic books, the games, they're all canon to what happens. Um, so it's it's basically a title that is like, you know, given to somebody, you know, by the clan. For like- right. Within the tribe, yes. So mm-hmm. Turok is a mantle of the protector of the clan. Of the, <laughs> I'm saying clan now. This the uh, tribe. They're sort of like it's their title to protect everybody, and they end up basically having to save the world in order to save their own people a lot of the time. Um, so, anyways, Turok is a obviously first person shooter. Turok uh, is is known for having dinosaur fights, having crazy weird weapons. Um, for instance, the tech bow, the tech bow, which is a bow and arrow with, uh, it's like techy looking, right? It's all like nylon string and like, you know, more like a modern bow with like metal and all this kind of stuff. It looks really cool. And the tech bow shoots tech arrows, which are explosive arrows that have this distinctive whine before they explode. Like, boom, very, very cool Mm -hmm. weapon, very iconic. It also is known in Turok 2 for having the cerebral bore, which is a weapon that locks onto an enemy's head, shoots a drill that drills to the base of their skull, and then blows up. That One. is so badass. I need <laughs> to play that. Okay, Turok 2, Seeds of Evil, 1998. Yes. I'm going to keep an eye out for that one. Um, It is on the Switch. <gasps> I got there is There is a remaster of both Turok 1 and Turok 2 on the Switch. Uh, they are about $20 a piece. Uh, so Turok was made by various developers over the time, but they were first done by uh, Acclaim and Iguana Entertainment in 1997. And that series has continued until 2008 was the last new one we got in the the, the series, ending with the Turok reboot um, that I actually liked. Not a lot of people did with like the buzz cut Turok and Ron Perlman. <laughs> there was uh, a Game Boy game for this Turok Battle of the Bionosaurus. That yes. is. Oh my. Did a five year old make that name up? Um, probably not, but um, the mentality of a five year old is not out of a question. <laughs> hey, that's the way to make a video game, okay? You gotta get into the mindset of a child. You know, you can't approach it from a business angle. Now, you gotta get into the kids heads i'm not a fan of the last of us but i'm pretty sure not a child not a child mindset made that game you know i mean there there are some disturbed children out there you never know so yeah that's true um so so turok um turok is more of like uh uh what i would call oh gosh i don't know how to classify this it's sort of like the bridge between it's it's definitely a product of its time. So this this came out in the N64 era of 1997, and the gameplay is a mix between exploration, platforming, and shooting. You still have health pickups, you still have secrets, you still have like uh, you know like variety of enemy types and that kind of thing. You get into the more modern you know realistic shooters, you lose the secrets, you lose, and you're more focused on the weapons and the uh, and less so on the enemies. You're more focused on yourself versus the world and the exploration and the enemies. Um, okay. 
Um, so Turok is sort of an in-between stage in shooters where sort of like Wolfenstein and Doom sort of kicked it off. Turok is like the, you know, early 3D era of shooters. A lot of platforming um, that auto-kills you if you fall. Um, so that's fun. <laughs> there are flaws with this this game and series. I would say I'm most familiar with Turok 1, 2, and then the reboot in 2008. There are several games in between, including Turok 3, Rage Wars, all this kind of stuff. Rage Wars was multiplayer only. Um, all sorts of games. I highly suggest uh, playing the first couple of Turoks. I'm not sure I suggest the 2008 Turok. It's more... It's closer to what we would call a modern shooters. Not a lot of secrets. It's more focused on cutscenes where Ron Perlman gets to be all gritty badass at you, and then <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but I still enjoyed the game because I still enjoy Turok. It's very cool sci-fi. Uh, also, it's not just like oh, it's dinosaurs. It's actually like space exploration and stuff, and like dinosaurs left earth because they're technologically advanced now that's why you get cyborg t-rex and stuff it's it's pretty cool uh, <laughs> um and it's definitely like turok the reboot is definitely about space travel and that kind of thing um so yeah that's 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 my first one is turok i definitely suggest anyone plays it um i love the series uh good good gameplay uh all around on the three that i've played heavily so Morg, I'll kick it off to you. What's what's your first? Okay, it's going to be a series that I've really loved for I don't know how many years, it, for the longest time. It is Unreal Tournament. Probably one mm. of the best series that I've ever played. Mm. It is so fun. I remembered. I think it. I think I was introduced to it in high uh, to it in high school. Um, my old. Um, uh, electronics technology teacher. He um, he used to play it with us um, constantly. We would even like stay in during lunch hours just so that we could try and beat him in matches because he was just that good. Um, mm -hmm. My God, like the the gameplay is phenomenal. Like the the controls are a bit crude because it was a 1998 game, but mm -hmm. um, my God, it it is so fun. It's like unbelievably fun. Um, especially when like you can go around as like a like a two-legged humanoid like you could be a human being you could be a scar you could be like of the necros which i think are i don't think they're undead but they're kind of like gothic sort of aliens um but then like if you got like dlc you could play as like this weird like alien war pig with like the guns like strapped to your back and you could like literally like just walk around just like this four-legged yeah it was awesome and um yeah there was that, that, that was a thing in those days of, like, here's here's animals with, with guns strapped to them. Uh, Turok actually did this in Rage Wars with a Velociraptor. It had uh, shoulder-mounted weapons also. Anytime when you, like, combine mech with dinosaurs, you, you can't go wrong. I mean, it's just the right <laughs> answer every single time. Anybody says that? They're like, yes, put that in there. But, um, yeah, and, like, I think it was... I don't want to say that it was the first time that we'd ever seen, like, a first-person shooter game where it was tournament-based style, where it was, like, death matches, you could do capture the flag, but then there were no, also, like, it, it was it, It's where it took off the most. Yeah. It's where it took off, because um, Unreal is credited, really, for sort of kicking off the, the um, uh, professional gaming community in the FPS genre. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we we yeah. know that StarCraft is is really the the big daddy of all esports, but um, what got FPSs in in the scene was Unreal Tournament, which mm-hmm. was based off of Quake gameplay, which was an iteration of another game we'll be talking about tonight. Yeah, um, but but yeah, it definitely um, popularized it for sure. Yeah, and it was basically the peak of that sort of early game spectacular deathmatch play. Mm-hmm. And another, and to add on to Unreal Tournament, Unreal Tournament 2004 was <laughs> definitely one of the biggest games that I really fell in love with afterwards. Um, I ended up buying, mm-hmm. um, I think it was, it, it's just a single disc. It's called the Unreal Anthology. It gives you four games in, packed into one disc, and you can play them without the disc. You can just go in, just play the games, and it's just amazing. And I think it still has, like, an active... Uh, online community. I'm not sure, but you can play online. You can also play with like a local um, network cable and stuff like that. But anyways, um, that one, like even like they cranked up the graphics a lot. They changed up some of the guns. Um, unfortunately, I, I really wish that they kept the Razor Disc launcher because like, <laughs> in the first Unreal Tournament, you could fire like an infinite number of those Razor Discs and you mm-hmm. could like shoot them around the corner like you could ricochet them and then you yeah. could like fill a hallway with these bouncing razor blades that would like, you know, cut people to pieces and it was oh my god, it was so fun. And some of um, some of the functions of, in that game like uh, the sniper rifle, if you went up close to somebody, you could get a headshot just by shooting at their neck. Which, <laughs> I thought that was a fun exploit to take advantage of, just running up to people and shotgunning them with a sniper rifle. But yeah, anyways, um, Unreal Tournament, definitely one of the go-tos for sure that people should play. Except for Unreal Tournament 3. That game sucks. Never buy it, never play it. It's a Halo ripoff. Garbage. Now, are you but talking yeah. about the modern one that came out within the past couple of years? Um, no, I'm, I'm thinking of another one where there was, like, um, I remembered my cousins playing it, and, like, they screwed up the okay. scar, and, yeah, you had, like, hoverboards and stuff like that. It was a bad game. Really, really bad mm. one. Um, so, have you played the modern one at all? I have uh, not. I have not played it, but I want to, and I, I really desperately need to get on that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know what, what it is about it, but, like, the original Unreal Tournament and Unreal Tournament 2004 are definitely top favorites for me for sure um so i'm just now remembering we didn't define this genre but it is also an extremely easy genre to define um Mm -hmm. which is you are shooting or in some way attacking from a first person perspective and that's kind of what makes the genre yeah am i I wrong here combat focused it is combat focused yeah and yeah (laughs) Typically, um, I would say that there are a lot of projectiles, and typically there's a lot of guns in the games because you need. No, there doesn't necessarily right? have to be guns. You know what I mean? Um, there's well, obviously we talked about Turok. There's bows and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Throwing weapons, like that's a thing. Um, mm-hmm. Turok hat, not Turok. I'm stuck on Turok. Uh, Call of Duty, uh, Black Ops. One of the big reasons why I loved it is you had tomahawks. And tomahawks mm-hmm. could ricochet. I never wanted ballistic hit kills. knives. Yeah, ballistic knives are really fun. Yeah, so like there's there's a variety of weaponry. And it doesn't all have to be ranged. There's um, um, there is aspects of first person shooters that you can play as melee units. Um, mm-hmm. you know, typically they're faster and they do heavy damage up close. But like obviously they're disadvantaged because someone can shoot them. Uh, a lot I of want, those yeah. character driven ones have stuff like that. 
I want I want there to be enough specifications so then that way we don't accidentally sneak like games like Thief or Oblivion or like you know like Elder Scroll games into the mix. Um, well, yeah. they're not combat focused, and that's why I say that. Um, you're taught like like first person shooters is largely the gameplay is almost exclusively combat. <coughs> you don't have a lot of. Um, there's sure there's exploration and secret finding and that kind of stuff, but like the way you interact with an enemy is combat. <laughs> like you don't, yeah. you don't talk it out. You don't make morality decisions. You're not crafting your weapons. You are given your stuff. Here's your shit. Get out of here and go. Now go save the world. Like, like fast, fast <coughs> pace is, is another thing I, I would probably say. Nah, it's kind of loose. Um, but like, it's more, hey, get out here and go, kind of, instead of, like, hey, let's listen to a story, um, which is, you know, Call of Duty does a lot of forcing your hand, QTEs, and that kind of stuff, you know, like, press F to pay respects, that kind of thing. Um, like, so that kind of got away from it, but they're clearly first-person shooters as well, but mm -hmm. they are, when you're actually playing, when you're actually in control of your character, more action-focused. So I would say that really what, what Elder Scrolls isn't really action-focused. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what makes Elder Scrolls interesting is not entirely the combat. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. Um, also, it normally, normally, I will say, doesn't have a lot of RPG mechanics. That is becoming less so the case lately. Um most games have some sort of RPG mechanic of leveling or something. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, so, uh, as long as we're good with that, um, Pan, what is your first one on your list? Uh, the first one on my list I'm going to go with is uh, GoldenEye 007 for the N64. Mm -hmm. yes. I'm sure everyone who's ever listening to this podcast <coughs> is shaking their head yes and being like, Congratulations, Pan. <laughs> you said you said the best one to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that is one of three uh, first-person shooters I've played. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, back like when did it come out? Ninety-seven. Hang on, I have this open in the tab here. It would have been um, somewhere in the late nineties. Nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. same year as Turok. Yeah. Uh, developer was Rare. Publisher was Nintendo. You know. Um, Classic, mm -hmm. uh, classic combo there, and uh, oh, yeah. I, was, I, I was skimming the Wikipedia page while you guys were talking about a video game I've never played. Uh, basically, it's pretty universally regarded as one of the greatest uh, first-person shooters of all time. Yep. Um, and it was just amazing, groundbreaking for the time, and I think it was great. You know, playing N sixty four with with four people at once. Oh my god! It is such a fun that game. Yeah, that was just, like, so, uh, just groundbreaking at the time, you know, mm. where previously, like, you know, your multiplayer experience was someone got to be Luigi sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, N64 was great for that reason. A lot of, you know, because it was, the, I think it was the first console that had four ports. So, yeah. nat naturally, I would say, you could get more than two players on a snes with a special adapter but and i think yeah even sega had a special adapter as well yeah the first time that i ever played um goldeneye and then like shot a guy in the nuts and then like he he would like start cupping him himself and be like oh 
oh, you shot me, uh, and then he'd, like, fall over into a crumpled heap. I was like, oh my god, this is revolutionary. You can shoot them in the balls, and they will actually respond as if you shot them in mm-hmm. the balls. Or, like, you shoot them in the face, and then they, like, backflip. It's, like, so dramatic. Or, like, shoot them in the foot, and then they start hobbling around on their one foot, clasping their leg, going, oh, no. That, I... Have we ever really seen much of that in recent games? I don't think so. Like, some of them, but not as many. Yeah. Goldeneye. Oh. (laughs) See, there's, there's, there was a weird, so there's a transition a lot of the times, and this is a lot, you see this very distinctly in first-person shooters, um, where we have sort of like, let's say, the old guys like Doom and uh, Duke Nukem 3D, right? Mm -hmm. Where you kill something and has a certain sprite animation of death, and, you know, it's, like, falling over and chunks of it blowing off or something, regardless how you killed it, right? Right. But they were all sort of, like, pseudo-dramatic deaths. Like, a great example is the Mancubus in the Doom series is where it sort of melts and its its spine and its shoulder pop out of its skin and it sort of just melts to death. And it's, like, this gruesome, like, thing. And then you have GoldenEye, Turok era, where they're having they still have an animation, right? They still have, like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, they still, like, the the shoot this foot or backflip in the head or that kind of stuff. And it's much more varied, but it doesn't it doesn't have that same sort of, like, uh, snappiness, like the gruesomeness or whatever. And, like, yeah. I mean, there's certain ones, right? Um, um but, like, that was, like, sort of, like, a, a thing about the sprites that people liked. It's like, oh, God, you can make this look really cool. And it looked, there was more uniqueness to uh, this era of, like, GoldenEye uh, and Turok. And then we get later on, like, Call of Duty stuff where it's just ragdoll physics 9 out of 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> and can be funny <coughs> at times. But, yeah, you don't get a lot of, uh, I think, uh, the last... It would, there was a big span of Call of Duty's where they got rid of gibbing altogether, which is blowing off body parts. Um, and <laughs> but and I like, like was, giblets. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why it was a big deal when it came back <laughs> and went away. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Goldeneye. Uh, Pan, did you play this with uh, your brother? I did, and I had mm-hmm. a little story about that. Okay. So, also back in 1997, you know, this was right when uh, game FAQs, or as other people call it, game facts, was starting to, like, rise and be the place to learn about the yes. games. Yeah. And, uh, so, my brother, who, uh, excuse the language, that I, I mean this in the, uh, original intention that it, uh, he used to say it, computers are gay. So I would look up strategies on GameFAQs on how to beat him in GoldenEye, and he didn't know about Oddjob's small hitbox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. boy. So I'd be Oddjob, and I'd be like, oh, I'll be, I'll be the short one since I'm smaller than you. And he'd always want to be James Bond. Of course, right? He doesn't want to be the hero. <laughs> I'd kick his ass. That's true, yeah. Yeah, it was like, there's always that joke, it's like, no, uh, it was like, what is the thing? It's like, no golden gun. It's it's basically the equivalent of saying Final Destination, no items. It was like, yeah, no, it's like no, no golden like gun, no golden, odd everybody job. Everybody has golden gun. Mm-hmm. Or, or everybody has golden gun, everybody's odd job, and DK mode where you can make their heads giant. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. 
Yeah, and that was a big thing in that day, too. A lot of FPSs had big head mode, Turok included. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of similarities between games in this era, uh, you know this late '90s, early 2000s with the N64 early uh, early 3D <laughs> shooting and the games. different button combos to get different yeah. neat stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember um, my favorite being Proximity Mines and Goldeneye. Uh, oh yeah, I, I would just like lay them everywhere. Now I played a lot less than most people. I never owned it. Um, we just played at a friend's house occasionally, and they were much better than me. I was obviously more into Turok on my own N64 at the time, and I just never picked up Goldeneye. So Goldeneye is actually something that that would have never made my list, you know, if it was long enough, because it just it just wasn't it wasn't impactful to me personally that much i didn't have the same experience as everyone else did with this game <laughs> now mm-hmm. i played it so i know those kind of things and i i have good memories with it but like it wasn't i was already playing a lot of different shooters with other people at that time but through different methods uh, and i'll get to that <laughs> um so yeah um do you have anything more to add about uh goldeneye pam Goldeneye 007 was uh, was a fantastic multiplayer game to play when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. It was. That's they tried to got. reboot it. They they, they tried did. to reboot it, and it didn't do so well. And I don't... I, I think that it came out at the perfect time. It did? Yeah. Well, uh, no, 00, the original one, where, mm-hmm. like, you know, it could take advantage of having the four controllers, and it was, like, the heyday mm-hmm. of people playing video games together rather than online and things like that. So I think that just the GoldenEye 007 experience was just, it's perfect for playing together in the same room as your friends, which not a lot of people do these days. Right. Um, there's an interesting, now it's not on my list, but there was an interesting Wii exclusive called The Conduit um, that was specifically based off of GoldenEye Combat and it actually achieved it very well. Um and I actually enjoyed that game, and it was online, so it was like playing online Goldeneye. Um, and it, but it didn't have a lot of ways to play with friends, so it was more like online anonymous Gold <laughs> Goldeneye. But the gameplay was extremely similar and that kind of stuff. Have either of you two played that game? I, I only played the first one. No. Um, but yeah, it, the Conduit was very close to Goldeneye, and I did I did play that quite a bit. That was that was in the. Uh, the era where my only gaming console was a was a Wii. <laughs> my uh, early two thousand nine days. Um, okay, uh, so uh, we'll go right back up to you, Morg. What what do you got? Okay, so I'm gonna go into Call of Duty territory, and I'm just I'm just gonna fish this one out because this is something like all Call of Duty players will agree with me on this one. Call of Duty World at War. That game was phenomenal. And I believe it was the first one to introduce zombies and execute it in such a way that it became a staple later on in later renditions of Call of Duty games. And, oh, yes. it is so good. It was, it was also Treyarch. And a lot of people, there was a battle between the Call of Duty fanboys, between Treyarch and... Um, what was the other Raven? I believe no, so. Raven. No, wait, no. Uh, let me see. Uh, Infinity Ward, maybe I don't know. Um, Call of Duty. 
But yeah, uh, Trey. It was it was one of Treyarch's games, and actually, the, yeah, Infinity Ward. That's right. Yeah, uh, and Treyarch kind of got like I don't know shafted on, <laughs> on a lot of those discussions because I, I guess the the these ones didn't do as well. But I don't know. I liked World of War just as much as you did, more. <laughs> oh, it was it was a phenomenal game, and like yeah. Oh, yeah. Anybody who I talk to about that game, they they agree with me 100% that it was lit. Like it was a yeah. really good game. It was it was also in the midst of that World War II deluge of games, right? We had a whole yeah. almost decade of nothing but World War II shooter games. Um so it's good that it stands out in that one. I would say probably Bad Company 2 did also, but I think Bad Company 2 is more based on Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, World War was amazing. The Bouncing Bettys um, uh, was like iconic because it was still one of the few things that could actually give something in in Call of Duty. Um, like, I know, I don't know. People who are unfamiliar with the FPS genre, like being violent, violent deaths and gore, were sort of like for a long time the staple. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because of what Doom had started and then continued with Quake and then um, even Turok was very gruesome and bloody. Like, uh, I didn't mention this, but like one of the death animations for Turok 1 that was so popular was like using a pistol, shooting a dude in the neck and it hitting the uh, that artery on your neck. They animated it to actually spurt blood, actually like the 15 feet or whatever it's supposed to be able to do if that gets cut. So, like, yeah, like stuff like that. And this is like the last, I don't know, I think it's one of the last games to have that sort of like gruesome bloodiness until they sort of toned things down on that end. Yeah. Um, for a lot of FPS games. Yeah. And like, I'm looking back at this, and yeah, I remember <coughs> it on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 whenever I would go and visit a friend. And apparently it was on Wii as well. But And that's like, where I played it. I played it on the Wii. Apparently, people have been finding ways to port it onto Nintendo 3DS. Oh, sorry, Nintendo DS, PlayStation 2, iPhone, iPod Touch, and iPad versions. And then there's a Windows Mobile version. That's <laughs> insane! Yeah. For this one game? Really? Like, my goodness. Yeah. That tells you how popular it was. Yeah, it was. It was pretty popular. It was... It was uh, it was not at Call of Duty's peak, but no. it was um, it was certainly in the rise in the climb of Call of Duty popularity. Mm-hmm. I I'd like to think that it was one of those games that really helped it, but I mean now that Call of Duty has such a reputation, uh, well, it really peaked at Modern Warfare two, I think, or three, as far as popularity yeah. goes. Yeah, the time of Dorito chips and Mountain Dew. It was fun. It was a fun time. <laughs> mm-hmm. What a meme. What a meme. I mean, I still love Doritos and Mountain Dew, and I totally did eat those while playing games. Like, that was a thing. <laughs> I was more of a Pepsi Blue kind of guy, but... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pepsi Blue. Oh, you guys remember Pepsi. when that was a thing, right? Like, my... <laughs> that stuff remember. made me sick to my stomach. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I also remember Coke. Pepsi Crystal. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Yeah, just clear Pepsi. Yeah. 
I wonder if, oh my god, wait, do they still have that guy for their slogan, like, Pepsi Man? You're like, oh wait, yeah, that's a video game as well, but I guess we It is, it is a video game. Uh, the completionist, uh, Gerard Khalil, does a very good show on Pepsi Man. <laughs> it's I, I a love, very good episode. I loved it. Angry Video Game Nerd covered it, and oh my god, it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, That's you got me water? Game. Oh, thank you, Pepsi Man. And he's like, oh, oh it's Pepsi Crystal. Oh, and it's flat. Yeah, yeah Pepsi Crystal. Ugh. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, okay, um, so I'm going to get uh, right on the Call, the, uh, Call of Duty Mountain Dew and Dorito train um, and, and talk about Titanfall. And Titanfall... Ooh is made by Respawn Entertainment. Um, they broke out from the Call of Duty team of Infinity Ward and created Respawn Entertainment. Um, in, in 2014, they released the first Titanfall, which I did not play. However, I did play Titanfall 2, which was 2016. And 2016, um, I say that I had two favorite games of 2016. First one being Doom for its single player and Titanfall 2 for its multiplayer. And Titanfall, for me, is largely a multiplayer shooter. I like the campaign. It's interesting, especially Titanfall 2, where you have your your buddy mech suit that throws you in stuff, but and you get to do all this parkour shit while you're shooting. It's freaking amazing, and all these really cool sci-fi weapons and guns. Um, for instance, the Mastiff, which most people hated. But, but imagine this. Pan, you're familiar with shotgun spread. At least on Goldeneye, they had a shotgun, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I also under- I understand how that works, yes. Yeah, so, like, the Mastiff was a shotgun that had a perfectly lateral spread. Okay. And it was terrible. Except, if you got really good with it, you could kill, like, seven people at once. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was... Okay. It, it was amazing. Um, That's so weird. It is weird, and it's a game about mobility, um, which isn't... A lot of, uh, like, a lot of what made stuff like Quake and um, Unreal Tournament fun was the bunny hopping, the rocket jumping, the, you know, the sort of movement tied in with uh, with gameplay. You know what I mean, Morg? Do you feel that way about... So, like, Titanfall, that had been lost with the Call of Duty boots-on-ground combat, in quotations. You'll hear Mm -hmm. that from... Yeah. Yeah, Titanfall (laughs) was just crazy, honestly. Like, having, like, mech suits and being able to, like, just jump around all over the place. Like, that game was just crazy. So instead of getting Call of Duty killstreaks, you get a mech. And that mech actually has different abilities and stuff. Titanfall 2 is one of the... One of the games that I actually platinumed on PS4. Um, I played the crap out of that game. And the fact that you could keep momentum by sliding, wall running, jumping, boosting. Like, you could get going to, like, like breakneck speeds. And it was actually fun to not be in your Titan and be in your Titan. It actually made a very good uh, dynamic of gameplay where it didn't feel overpowered to have your Titan, but it didn't, um, but it felt more powerful just in a different way. You could be more upfront about your combat, obviously, but I mean, having a little dude buzzing around you and taking out like a whole health bar of your Titan because they <laughs> jump on your back and pull out a battery was like, holy cow. Like it was like, even Titans felt vulnerable, but still powerful. Cause they would just one hit shot the dude. If like, they got near him, especially um, 
Oh, I can't remember its name. The Ronin. There you go. The Ronin was a type of titan that had a sword. And it would just be like, hey, cool, there's a dude. Slash. All right, he's dead. <laughs> oh, my God, that's broken. Um, but it, it's not really. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's also really cool because it's also a shooter that had... It was supposed to be simulating battles, like a lot of these things are, especially the World War II ones where it's like, oh, it's, you know this battle here and there's x amount of soldiers but like it's like eight on eight and it's like really there's the same eight soldiers dying and respawning it feels weird right where Mm. well titanfall does this cool thing where there are fodder units so there are actually simple ai units playing grunts and all uh, all other kinds of things in the battle so like you're not just killing other players there's, like, other AI units to kill during a match as well. Um, it was only the players who played pilots, in quotations, which pilots were the ones that could boost, jump, grappling hook, do whatever, make copies of themselves, do all the crazy Halo abilities, and um, jump into mechs. Um, so, yeah, like, Titanfall is an amazing series. I, I love it. Um I'm actually kind of sad uh, because Apex Legends, is it now, is now what they're focusing on. And specifically, they said that there isn't going to be like a Titanfall at this moment. So I'm kind of (laughs) sad because I actually really like Titanfall. Um, So it might be discontinuing at this point. Um, But hey, we'll see. (laughs) Um, Okay, that's it for me for Titanfall. Um... I know what we're going to do is, um, I think the way we need to do it is Miko again. Yeah, because then, then you'd be on your yeah. third, I would be on my third, and then she would be on her second. Yep, and then we'll just, yeah. Okay, so Titanfall, and I'm going to talk about, um, I'm going to let's save Doom for last. It's obvious I'm going to talk about Doom at some point, but I feel like Doom is going to be the one where... I have to cut myself at some point off. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll save that one for last. This next one is going to be an interesting one because it's not a series, it's a specific game because there's no other in the series, just a standalone. It's called uh, Project Warlock by Buckshot Software. And this is in 2018. And what this is, is a very, very cool homage to old first person shooters in a modern game. It is entirely done by sprites. It does the old Doom thing where you have your face. But essentially the premise is is that you're a warlock and you're fighting the demons of hell (laughs) and saving the world. This is so Mm. badass. I need this game. Uh, Yeah. So like I saw... um, So there's a YouTuber I really like called Civi11. And Civi11 does a lot of old school FPS. He does a lot of old school games, but he's mostly an uh, old school FPS dude. Uh, he does. He loves Doom. He just did a Doom to, uh, Eternal video. Um, <clears throat> uh, Project Warlock is a really cool sort of like it's a mix of magic and guns. Like you have spells and that kind of stuff, um, but it's still definitely a first-person shooter. Um, like one of my favorite spells is you shoot a lightning ball that sort of arcs between a lot of enemies, and it don't the lightning ball sits in place and just sort of blows things up. Um, but it's really cool, and you got these like very different monsters. Very, it's a very referential game, also. Um, so you will see references specifically to Doom. You will see references to Duke Nukem. You will see ref- references to. Um, say serious, oh, Sam. Please say serious, Sam. 
There is a Serious Sam reference. Yes! Uh, Project Wang? Is that... Is it... Project... I can't remember. There's some (coughs) sort of, like, first-person... Is the main character's name Wang? Um, Super racist. Super racist game. But, like, it's... It was a classic first-person shooter at the time. Had a sword, and I can't... Blood something. I can't remember the, uh, the name of it. Um, reference to that also references to Blood, which is another old school shooter. Uh, movie references, for instance, you're in, uh, in Antarctica map one time and you kill like these hazmat soldiers and they turn into the thing in quotation. Uh. Uh, stuff like that. There's yetis that you gotta fight. Like it's all over the place on references. There's a robotics level that has like T1800s and like. <laughs> like it's just like all over the place with the references but it's a solid game very good um and it's like only $12 have... Mhm It's probably going to be 15 um, for me but I mean yeah I can ta- I can purchase this Yeah yeah and I also got this on GOG and I played it um probably over the winter break uh is probably when I did it maybe earlier this year is when I played it but uh actually you know what I can just look it'll tell me 2 months ago all right, is when I last played it, and it I completed the game uh, with like seventy percent done of the achievements, is what it's saying, in uh, just under thirty hours. So it was a really cool game. Um, yeah, and I look forward to more coming out by this studio or more coming to this game or whatever. But Project Warlock is a high recommend for me as well, um, especially if you're into older shooters. Which I know, Pan, you're not. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. out of your league for a lot of these ones, yep. I understand. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, Morg, back to you. Okay. Red Faction Armageddon. Why? Because of Mr. Toots. Mm. Because of the unicorn that shoots uh, the plasmatic rainbows out of its butt. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not actually my pick. Although you guys can check it out if you want to. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna have to go in and I'm gonna have to say Serious Sam. This, okay. Oh my god. So this... hang on, hang on. Was the game where there's a unicorn shooting plasma rainbows out of its butt a, a lie or is that real? No, it's real. No, that you is guys a thing. can look it out. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just check it out. Like Red Faction Armageddon, Mr. Toots. I'm, I'm not joking about that. That's an actual thing. Yeah. There's actually a unicorn gun where you pull on its tail and it shoots out rainbow plasma out of its butt. Holy cow. It is a real thing, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. But it's not okay, first-person shooter. Going. It's not a first-person <laughs> shooter, so we don't care about that. Um, so, yeah, Serious Sam. Oh, my God. This series... Um, it had a rocky start. Um, what really saved the game, like the very first game was, uh, the demo release that came out and people playing this game and thinking, oh my God, this is a fantastic piece. And it was, uh, developed by Crow Team. The first one came out in 2001. And then since then there have been, oh my God, let me see how many games have been released. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13... 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. 22 games. 22 games over the course of 20 years. That is ridiculous. And a good portion of them, um, well, some of them were remakes, but they were remade for VR. There's actually quite a lot of them in VR. Like, let me see. The the first game was First Encounter and the Second Encounter, and then there was... uh, 
Series Sam 3 BFE. Yeah, there were a lot of games that were put into VR, but my my first time experience with this game was Serious Sam 2, which came out in 2005. This game is just absolutely ridiculous. Like, it is so funny. Like, um, oh my god, it, it, none of it makes any sense. And, like, it's about, a, it's about, like, this macho dude that is, like, super stupid. He loves bananas for some strange reason. Um, and he's constantly cracking jokes and is in this big world where there's, like, a lot of badass monsters and such like that, but the bosses are just silly. Like, one of them, Zoom Zoom, is a giant bee that you have to kill, and, like, you take it down with a machine gun, like, this minigun. And, like, he's constantly making references to all kinds of things. There's, like, a part where you can, like, ride around on a velociraptor that has guns on it. Would you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, um... Like, oh my god, like, that game was just so damn fun, and I keep coming back and playing it, uh, it's, it's so good. Um, what was, I can't remember the name of the big bad guy at the very end of Serious Sam. Here, let me take a look, it was, I think it was Mental, yeah, Serious Sam, Men, Mental, here, let's mm-hmm. see. Yeah. Oh, Notorious Mental, that was the type of difficulty. Oh yeah, and then you go to the mental institution. Like, there's, there are, like, so many pop culture references for this. Like, you go up to, like, the door, like, to the big door at the bad guy's house, and it shows, like, all the different, like, like, you know how when you go to an apartment, there's, like, a button that you press, and it goes beep, and when you want to communicate with them, there's, like, references mm-hmm. to, like, Darth Vader, um, OJ Simpson, <laughs> Um, let me see, like, uh, I can't remember how many of them there were, but I remember that Mental was one of them, and, like, my god, like, there's so many crazy things in this game, and, like, the variety of weapons that you have as well, like, you get the minigun, obviously, you get, um, two Magnum Cobras, you get, um, uh, the minigun, you also get, like, a pirate cannon that shoots cannonballs, like, oversized Mm -hmm. cannonballs that are, like, uh, I'd say they'd have a radius of, like, maybe 10 feet, and then, like, you're, you're fighting, like, all these crazy bad guys, and one of, one of the archetypical bad guys that you fight are these, um, uh, these kamikaze dudes that don't actually have a head, like, they have, like, you know, your cartoon bomb for a head, and they run at you going, ah! And then, like, they get progressively louder as they come at you closer. And when when you kill them, they blow up. But if they get too close, they blow up. And if you're too close to them as you kill them, they blow up on you. So, like, and there's, like, mm-hmm. um, they're, like, those, um, what are those toys again where they have, like, the wind-up thing? Um, yeah, they're, like, these charging rhinos with, like, the, the big wind-up turny <coughs> handle, whatever it is. But, yeah. Yeah, crazy. they're just called yeah. wind-up toys. Yeah crazy game absolutely <laughs> insane game and i love it especially like i think there's um there's a reference to the mancubus um mm-hmm. from like doom in this game but it, it's more of like this weird minotaur demon thing with like twin cannons and it's got like a a, a tank lower half of like the treads and stuff like it's a great game i i i can't recommend a better if it's a minotaur mm. thing it's more of a it's probably more of a reference to the cyber demon yeah probably um, yeah but yeah, I, I was going to say I couldn't recommend a better game, but I'm going to hold my words on that because I might be wrong. No. But yeah, this is a really, really good game. I'm going I'm gonna, <clears> to... <throat> Doom! Doom is really good. I'm going to admit that Doom was really, really fun. Serious Sam... Oh, we'll get there. Serious <laughs> Sam has a very close place in my heart. Yeah. No, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, is that it? Is that it for Serious Sam? I actually never played Serious Sam. Honestly, There's a lot of games... 
Honestly, ways to have played. Yeah, there's so much about this game that is just so hard to describe. You, I can't really put it to words how much I love this game, and it's just it, it's something you have to experience for yourself. You have to go, you have to sit down, you have to play it, and the minute you start playing it, you're gonna fall in love with it, and like. <laughs> Like, I feel like there's, like, some... There could be possible contention between, like, Sirius Sam and Duke Nukem if they ever did a crossover, though I don't, I don't think right. that they ever would. But there's there's some huge similarities between the two other than the fact that they've got, like, different hair color and they both wear glasses. <coughs> yeah, this is a great game. I love it. The Duke. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so, Pan, what's, what's your uh, second one? <coughs> Sorry, I had to clear my throat. Okay. Um, this other one I have, uh, is, uh, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Okay, mm. yeah. <laughs> I am aware of this one. I never played it, but yes. Uh, yeah, that was another, uh, FPS that I, uh, I played and, uh, watched many, watched several other people play, and I was just fascinated with how funny it is. Yeah? Uh, have either of you two played it? No, I have not. Um, I haven't even Blood watched Dragon. it. Oh, this is on PS4. No, I haven't played this one. And I, um, I think it was also on Xbox. It uh, was a standalone expansion of Far Cry 3, am I oh, right? Oh, I remembered looking yes. at this. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember seeing this. Yeah. Okay, well, the this whole game wild. can be summed up in this one cutscene. <laughs> okay. Where, uh, the... And, if I recall correctly, the protagonist, the voice actor for the protagonist is the same guy who voiced the Liquid Terminator from Terminator 2. Oh, okay, oh. the head shake. Who, who did he voice then? He played Kyle Reese. Oh, okay, sorry, he played Kyle Reese. My bad. So Kyle mm, Reese oh, is the okay. protagonist. My bad. I, I got a little mixed up there. Okay. That's fine. So anyways, uh, the, whole, the whole video game can be summed up by this one cutscene where, uh, where the chick is talking to Blood Dragon Guy and she's uh she's trying to talk him into uh into like going to this island to stop the cartels, uh and uh, she's like, will you will you do it for the kids or will you do it for me? And he's like, no, I won't do it for you. I'll do it for Lady Liberty. No, oh, because my. those drug lords are set are putting crack on the streets. <laughs> oh and like there's god. an eagle like carrying an american flag that goes by in the background oh my gosh that's hilarious america and uh yeah I, I forget the plot but it's something like there's a drug cartel and they're using this magic goo on the island to turn like the the animals on the island into like monsters yeah. and the the big monsters are like the blood dragons and they're these like giant dinosaur-ish things that shoot that breathe lasers <laughs> yeah Dino- <laughs> dinosaurs I remember and sci-fi it was like the 80s over. the video game is what i remember seeing about it it was just like bright purples and pinks and oranges am i wrong yeah no no you're not wrong here i found a yeah. picture of one of the blood dragons this is ridiculous i'm sorry for that url holy <laughs> <laughs> i'm clicking it oh dang yeah okay Oh man! Oh my God! That's so. Uh, this is like, uh, like a uh, Shin Godzilla, right? Am I? Am uh, I well, thinking of this? Pretty close. They, they crawl around on all fours, but I think that one's like rearing up. Yeah. That hmm. is. Anyways, that is... yeah, it is. It is hilarious. <laughs> this game knows exactly what it's doing. Um, it came out in 2013 by Ubisoft Montreal. 
Of course it would be Montreal, those crazy francophones. Yeah, and it was for PS3, PC, and Xbox 360. Oh, man. You can probably get it for really cheap if, if you know, you want to take a wild ride. It, it It's not a very long game. My homeland, what have you done? <laughs> it's amazing. It is like the most... Uh, it is the most 80s cyberpunk dystopian <laughs> first-person shooter you can imagine. With dinosaurs. Yeah. It's the answer. Dinosaurs were the answer. Everybody loves dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Oh, yeah, and the uh, the protagonist, his name is Sergeant Rex Power Colt. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 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 oh man sergeant oh rex power cult oh my god <laughs> rex power cult he's out to stop the crack rock and the magic goo basically oh. i mean and then you, you can see the cover of the game if you google it and what he looks like yeah yeah oh man that is uh it's also that a pretty one... amazing soundtrack too that is one I may have to pick up. Like, I'm not... Like, I never got into it because I never got into Far Cry. And then, like, this came out. I was like, this looks pretty good. I, I, I'm, I'm liking this, but I just never got around to it. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Far Cry. It's just made on the same engine, basically. Yeah. I, I love the cosplay that's, like, here, like, on the second row. It's the third one in. This is just so ridiculous. Oh, my God. Somebody did a My Little Pony of him, too. What is, no? There's a My Little Pony everything. I like at this point. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. There's there's enough bronies in the world now. Far I don't see any cosplays, dragon. but yeah, yeah. This is amazing. Sometime I'll I'll look up the clip of that cutscene that I'm trying to find. You know, it's not relevant to the podcast, but you two should watch it. This Alrighty. is phenomenal. Okay. Um. So, Morg, we'll cycle back up to you for your fourth game. Alrighty, so the last one on the list. Well, oh it's going to be Half-Life. It's got to be Half-Life. This is arguably one of the one of my... Uh, this. Well, it's not one of my top favorites. The first Half-Life had some really janky controls. There was a lot of sliding, and you were stuck in running mode unless you press shift in order to just walk. And, my God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. You're complaining that there was a walking mode? Like... You had to hold the, down shift in order to walk. Otherwise, you were constantly running. I mean, like, there's a reason why I turn auto-run on any first-person shooter on. Like... Oh. I feel that's the opposite. It's like, people, like, want to run all the time. I just feel that weird. You're like, no, I want to walk. I'm like, what? Oh, why? Oh, oh trust, <laughs> trust me. There is so much platforming in Half-Life 1 where there should not be any platforming. It is one of the most difficult games just for controls alone. And I'm say not saying that okay. it isn't... I'm not saying that it's unplayable. I'm just saying that it's very, very difficult to get through a lot of the platforming in this game because of how janky sometimes the controls are. Like, I, I had to hand it over to my brother because he's a better gamer than I am, and he was raging because he could not jump on top of this barrel. And he knew he could... But every time, he would either overshoot it, or slide off of it, or when he got on top of it, and he wanted to run and get to a jump, and, like, he wanted to jump 
with a running start, he would he would just run off the barrel. And he would get so pissed off. It was so funny. The combat is great. I like the combat, but mm-hmm. my goodness, the, the, the controls for that game are so hard. Now... Half-Life 2. Was this like a required progression to get on this barrel? Or was it an optional thing? It was required in order for him to be able to get out of the radiation. And how he got into the radiation, I think he was just curious as to what was down in like this one lower corner. But so then was, once it, he realized the situation he was, in, he was, was avoidable that he was in, but it was required to get out of that situation. Yes. And there are other okay. seg- there are other segments where you had to do a lot of platforming anyways, and you get a heart attack every time that you have to like jump onto, like, these crates that are held by cables, and, like, there would be, like, this infinite pit that you would fall down if you just slipped off just once. But, um... Yeah, Turok yeah. has that same problem. Turok 1 especially. Yeah. But, yeah, Half-Life 1, it it was a good game, but I don't think it was good as Half-Life 2 or, you know, the Half-Life 3 that never came. Half-Life 2, my goodness, what a game. I... Oh, I like that. I game still have quite never a lot. played any of the Half Lives. I never oh, have. Like, I am I'm okay. So have... highlights are crowbar and gravity gun and head crabs. Am I wrong? Yeah, there was a lot of head cra- <laughs> head, like head crabs, and um, the here. Wait, let me see. Um, um, now I've seen a lot about uh, Half Life Two to know that it was a lot of the storytelling aspects that people enjoyed. Um, like the intrigue, the mystery, and all that kind of stuff mixed in with the high octane first person shooting. Am I wrong? Like, is this really where yeah. the game shined? Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Like, it, the combat was just insane. Um, to be honest, yeah. I, I yeah, like what, like when you're running into like vortigaunts and like these weird tentacle things and head, the head crabs were terrifying for me when I first played this game. And I remembered, I think I was like ten. When I first played this game, and I was really terrified to make any sort of progression in this game because it was so bizarre and so freaky that I was like, I, I'm terrified of this game. I don't know if I can play it. But then I come back to it, and it's enjoyable. Like, it's actually a really enjoyable game. Um, As far as, like, Half-Life goes, number two is it's everything that Half-Life was but better. And yeah. then recently, Half-Life, I believe, yeah, Half-Life uh, Alex, I think, recently came out because it's it was um, expected to come out, I think it was March 23rd, on VR. And I think um, Valve did say, because they're, they're the ones who created the series, yeah, along with Portal, which also is a... Ri- oh my now, God. I have played I Portal. I do, <sighs> I do like Portal. Is that technically a first-person shooter, or is it more of a puzzle game? Uh, we, we said combat counts. Yeah, so it's a, it's a puzzle game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Puzzle game. Yeah. Cause I would have, I would have almost recommended portal, but yeah, anyway, but yeah, like they're also like apparently within the same universe as well. So you're having to deal with, I think it's Doris. I think that was the name of the, uh, uh, name of the AI, but yeah, anyways, yeah. Half-Life, uh, Alex is kind of like a prequel to all of this stuff. And, oh, yeah, what was I going to say? Yeah, I was going to say uh, Valve. Yeah, Valve um, apparently said that um, after uh, Alex's release, they were just going to stick strictly with VR. From what we've seen of Alex, it's going to be, it's probably one of the one of the most um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say cutting edge. Because I don't know if it's right in that ballpark area, but I mean, like, it is a phenomenal game from what we've seen and experienced of it so far. Um, the amount of interaction with the environments, like, a lot of people, when they think of VR, they think of, like, things like Beat Saber or uh, Blades yeah. and Sorcery. Like, they're, like, early or prototype games or, like, Super, super hot. hot. Yes, yeah. Super Hot. But, I mean, like, those are more, like, they they kind of feel more like simulation games or more like alpha, like testing Whereas Half-Life, yeah, Alex, they're high concept with with small execution. Exactly. Whereas with Half-Life, yeah. Alex, it's taking what that what that presented, and they took it a step further with like full, rich environments, interactable characters, and dialogue, and like, oh my god, it makes me want to have a VR because. I, I I need to play that game. I really need to play that game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. I like. I don't think I will ever get on the Half Life bandwagon. I just never have. Um. And part of that is just like I don't know. I just never. I've seen a lot about it, and I was just like, okay, it's cool that that happened. I have a lot of respect for that game because it did do a lot for the video game industry. Um. And it's still beloved to this day. I just don't think it's ever anything I will ever jump into. I just I've had zero interest. Oh, uh, I feel like you would probably like Half Life Two. I mean, Dog is just what a great robot. It's it's literally <laughs> a giant mech dog, and like it becomes like one of your favorite companions. You get to play around and like, and it follows you everywhere. And it's taking down like Striders and like other big mechs. It's oh, it's so good. Mm. <laughs> I was a believer um, in Half-Life 3. I wanted it to happen. I knew it was never coming. And I, I blame Gabe Newall for it. But, I mean, I don't know. I think Half-Life 2 just hyped things up to, to such an extent that they were like, well, we can't that make Half-Life 3. Is that why Gabe was your Twitter profile pick for years? Yeah, yeah. I, I tr <laughs> Yep, Gabe Newell was my Twitter pick for the longest while for my profile. Our lord and savior. But, yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, I'm not really a big fan of Valve in general. I like one of their games. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Steam, but and then I they do, ruined it. Like, I liked the Orange Box when it first came out because it had Half Life and it had Team Fortress and Portal, a three mm -hmm. for one. That was a solid deal. Like, it was really good. Um, oh, I am mistaken. I like two of their games. I like Portal Two and I like Left for Dead. And Left for Dead and Left for Dead and, is really good. The problem is, actually, they ruined Left 4 Dead with an update for me. I oh. will never play it again. Oh. Never. That's too bad. They, they used to not have cooldown on Melee. Now they do. And I'm like, nope. That is nope. weird, actually. Like, even, um, what was it? Republic Commando, Star Wars Republic Commando, had a Melee button that was really, really strong. But there was no cooldown on it. I don't think they needed one. I um, mean, it was, yeah. they called it a balance issue because... Of groups like me and my my college friends that were like, as the survivors, we were untouchable because we knew how to like stagger our melees, uh, oh. tiny, timed well enough to never get hit by at least the the small zombies or the boomers, and like, um, there was a thing like in the versus mode, which is what we played a lot, which was survivors versus zombies, and you'd flip for the round, and then you'd go mm. through a whole campaign, uh, which is four levels, which is basically four chances of each team you played every map twice so you ended up playing like eight rounds and then 
four is the survivors, four is the zombies. It took a long time to do a full set. That's why they allowed drop in, drop out. Um, but we, as a survivor, most of the time, what would happen is most people wanted to play the zombies, and we would actually be okay with play because like if you oh i'm not gonna be the zombies and they would bail out and so it was really hard to find matches if you weren't willing to play people well we got so good with the people that people were bailing out as the zombies <laughs> <laughs> so oh man yeah anyways well, little little steam aside and yeah i don't like steam i've said that many times yeah, there's not a lot of support for Mac, so I'm a little upset with them. Although, I guess I could just continue to play Trapland with friends and Heave Ho, but, I mean, those games are frustrating as all hell. Never even heard of them. Yeah, uh, I would... <laughs> I don't know if I should recommend them for, uh... Um, Anything. <laughs> yeah... <laughs> I mean, I've played a couple of couple of rounds of that, and I, uh, my brother-in-law has a YouTube channel uh, plug. Okay. But yeah, anyways, yeah. Uh, my God. Ugh. But yeah. That's, okay, it. That's just, really all I could say for Half-Life. Do we just Google more daddy's brother-in-law now, or what? Nope. Yeah. It is well, Xanathane, gonna, gonna... I believe it is. Xanathane? Here, wait. Yeah. Spelled like it sounds? Yeah, I believe so. Here, wait. Is that Xanathane with an X or a Z? Oh, well, yeah. I guess that would be kind of rough. Here, wait. Uh, here, wait. Uh, I've got to go to YouTube. Here, wait. I can just pull out my phone. What am I doing? I shall find it. Boop, 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 boop. Where are ya? <laughs> here, wait. This is the section... So while you're doing that, I want to give a couple shout outs to some series that aren't probably aren't gonna hit the list. Pan, if it's on if it's yours, I'm sorry. I don't it's I don't okay. know what your your third one is. But I wanna give a couple shout outs to Wolfenstein. Um Wonderful series. Unfortunately it's overshadowed by Doom, which I'm gonna talk about soon. Um and Duke Nukem, also overshadowed by Doom. Uh, but those two series are also very, I feel, quintessential oh. and classic, but but I wanted to just at least give them a mention for people. Go ahead. Mark. Okay, so and I Hexen. found it. It Sorry, is Hexen. It is Zathane One mm -hmm. Two One. There we go. That is the name it of the It is an with X. an X. Yeah. Yeah, so X A T H A N E E one two one. Yep, that's the one. Alright. Now granted there is a lot of cursing and swearing because yeah, we do get a lot we do get very frustrated with these games, but yeah, it's it's a lot I mean, of laughs. I... I started dropping f bombs since we went <laughs> since we came back from a hiatus <laughs> last year. We're fine. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyways, and, and the one I was going to say, I'll also just a quick shout out is Hexen, which Hexen is fantasy based. That actually has a lot of melee weapons in that one. There's actually a melee focused class in that one. Um, like you actually get to pick your character in that in Hexen. Uh, anyways, uh, so. Moving on to my final one, and my biggest one is Doom. And I, uh, recently, uh, I have finished Doom on, on Ultraviolence, which is the second hardest difficulty. I am now replaying the story over again in Nightmare, which is the hardest difficulty, and have actually not died yet. I'm, on, I'm most of the way through level two. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just love the game. But uh, 
Doom I have a long history with. So like the it is done by id Software, uh, and id Software was independent for a long time, but now they're under the umbrella of Bethesda. Um, the and this series has started in 1993 with Doom, uh, which is now called Ultimate Doom because of um, the addition of the fourth episode, and it continues on until present day with the release of uh, Doom Eternal just being a few weeks ago. Um, Doom is a important game for a lot of reasons uh, to both me and the game community. If it wasn't for Doom, we wouldn't have a lot of technology and computers we do today, and I'm not even kidding. Uh, thanks to John Carmack and his programming talent to get what they want out of the game there would no, be no such thing as a sliding door in a video game if it wasn't for him there wouldn't be a such thing as scrolling like you do with your web pages if it wasn't for him like that wasn't a thing what if you could see it in old computer games everything was in screens you'd go off one side of the screen it would rewrite the whole screen and you would come in on the left side of the screen there wasn't any scrolling and where would um, we be without strafing i mean that is like right and essentials for first person shooters well, it's essential for a first-person shooter, but there was a lot of things for computers in general that were developed because of Doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Doom spawned a lot of other things and a lot of other genres and inspired a lot of like a lot of stuff. And you can all link it back to Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> because Dungeons and Dragons inspired Doom, and it's very clear to see when you get into the series. Uh, one of the demon, yes, yeah. The the caco demon is clearly an astral dreadnought. Uh, so, Pan, you're you're not too familiar with Doom, I I, I figure, right? But you are a D and D fan. That'd be a big no on the Doom front. Right. So, um, a little mm-hmm. tiny backstory on why it's so connected. Literally, the story of Doom is based on the D and D campaign that the ID Software team was doing. Um, during the time of them making some other games and it the story of it turned into what doom story is today um, that's neat yeah and the caca demon is actually a double reference it actually looks like a beholder um but it has the aesthetics of an astral dreadnought um so, which is like correct me cool. if i'm wrong is it demons on mars for the first demons one? on the moons of mars and mars um I won't go into the story. There's a lot to it, but see, the thing is, like Doom, a, there's a lot of games in the series, and very few of them are misses. Um, so the first one, Ultimate Doom, had three episodes. Later, released with a fourth episode. That we get the the sort of memes from with Daisy the Rabbit, where Doom guy's rabbit gets killed by the demons. Basically, you go to uh, the story of it is they go to Mars. Mars is developing, uh, UAC Corporation is developing teleportation technology. Um, they accidentally teleport themselves a portal to hell. It opens up. All sorts of crazy shit happens. The demons are like coming into Mars and Phobos and Demonos, uh, which are the moons of Mars. Um, and you actually like go through different areas trying to clear out all the demons. You're a standalone marine. Like literally, the Doom guy is a guy, he, he's basically reassigned to to mars because it's so boring because he punched out his first uh his his commanding officer for firing on civilians and here's the thing this is all canon still and no one thought this was because doom eternal actually ties the old games into the new ones Mm -hmm. and it, it confirms that doom guy is the doom slayer and it's like 
holy shit. Like, <laughs> so Doom is also an ultimate power trip on just like, obviously a rip and tear, all the memes that come out of that. Um, I will say that um, I have a long history with Doom. I've been playing it since it came out in 93, which means I was five years old when it came out and I was playing it at five years old. I was playing it not just like, oh no, my parents aren't watching me. I was playing it with my parents. So my dad, because he was an electrical engineer, he actually had a lot of computers. So in 93, it wasn't very common for people to have a home computer, but I did, right? In fact, I've been playing PC games since I was two because of this. <laughs> and my dad, my brother, and my mom, and my uncle, all, <laughs> all five of us would be playing Doom over LAN when I was five and six years old. And that, when you talk about like the multiplayer experience morgue that that Unreal had, that was me with Doom. Oh my Doom, god! And I was playing it with my family, like, <laughs> and it's that, a thing. Like, that is so um, cool. So I was actually very blessed as a kid to not have very terrible, you know, like opinions by my it. parents. You can yeah. say it. It's okay. Yeah, and they're like, no, I know Pan didn't get to play a lot of video games because her parents were very strict about things. And that's true for a lot of people. And a lot of people, especially in the Bible Belt and that kind of stuff. Um, like, I don't want to get political or religious on here, but, like, it's a thing, right? Video games were oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lim limited by a lot of people. My, You know, some of my close personal friends included also had these problems. I mean, um, so, uh, like, Doom was, like, the poster child right up there with Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. All the video games that you should not let your kids yeah. play. That's true. It was um, Night Something, the FMV game plus Mortal Kombat that caused the SRB to come in. Doom was sort of, like, what got the conversation going years before. Because uh, well, yeah. Doom was just that brutal. Well, also, uh, like, it's, it's just, you know, perfectly satanic looking on the cover. Yeah, and it's true. And a lot of people misconstrue that as, oh, it's demon worship. Oh, yeah. You are yeah. literally a guy killing demons. It's yeah, the same yeah. thing with Di with Diablo. Diablo is like, oh, no, it's demon worship. It's like, no, you just don't understand. You are killing the demons. You are cleansing the world of the demons. It's a power trip for you to be the good guy against the ultimate bad guys. You don't have to give a fuck about morality, about killing them. Like, you don't have yeah. to because they are yeah. pure evil. Um so Doom, uh, Ultimate Doom came out in 93. A year later, Doom 2 came out, and I highly suggest Doom 2. Doom 2 is still amazing. It is still supported by very many mods. Um, in fact, Doom 2016, which, you know, obviously came out in 2016, um, is actually has heavy inspirations from a popular mod of Doom 2 called Brutal Doom. That's where we get the glory kills. That's where we get, like, all this stuff. It's actually direct reference to Brutal, uh, Brutal Doom. And Brutal Doom, I think, has been around since 2010, 2013, I guess. Um, modding and that kind of stuff. Now, a lot of that demonic ritual stuff came from also from the unfortunate Columbine shootings, which is one of the biggest... Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, and he was a known person in the Doom community being yeah. a modder and that kind of stuff. I have actually played his levels, the the Columbine Kids levels. Uh, it is kind of creepy. Um but, like, obviously it was a disturbed individual and the game didn't oh, yeah. make him no. do it. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of history there for for Doom in general. And it's crazy that there are so many games in this series and yet there are so few because there's large gaps. So, like, 
Doom one two, uh, one two, and then in quotations three, which for a long time, which was Final Doom, uh, which technically was a mod. Final Doom is actually just a level set of Doom two, but it was packaged and um, officially published by ID, uh, which was like a mod, and they're like, hey, we like your stuff, we're going to publish it for you. So they actually published like a a, a, a user mod. And paid the money for it and everything. It was actually kind of cool for the modding community. It was like, what we can get paid? Like, <laughs> um, so there's a lot of history with the older Dooms, and then it went away for a long time because Carmack and ID were working on Doom Three. Doom Three is sort of like the black sheep of the series because it's literally just a reboot of Doom One story, uh, and it's just like, okay, cool. Um, then we got Doom 64, and Doom 64, I think, isn't the black sheep, but it's the forgotten sheep of the game series, until recently, because they recently re-released it with Doom Eternal, and Doom 64, for me as a kid, was scary. Absolutely scary. They went from the hard rock music, which music in this in the other series has always been really peppy, like rock, metal, that kind of stuff. It's always yeah. been really cool. Um doom 64 is ambient nightmare sounds babies crying like straight up horror shit Holy uh shit <laughs> like yeah there's there's even in the intro it's like you'll hear a baby crying uh in doom 64 and doom 64 is scary uh, and it's largely like doom 2 and doom 64 is actually the official what happens after doom 2 now which it wasn't canon before and it was made canon which is amazing um and Doom 64 had a lot of hand, Nintendo hands in it too. So like personally I weird for that yeah. era of Nintendo. Holy cow. Yeah, dude, it was it was crazy. Now Id still did it. I think it was Id and Midway worked together to make Doom 64. Um and then Nintendo obviously has to have their hands oh, in anything. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, Doom 64 is a phenomenal game. Uh if you pre-order Doom uh Eternal Doom 64 comes with it. But now, Doom 64 is available on PC if you didn't pre-order just to buy uh, because of Doom Eternal. They're re- because they're tying it all in. And That's then, really cool. This yeah, game it's, it's, is actually really sinister. It's really spooky. Yeah, it's yeah, a it's, spooky it's game. It's super not for me, then. Yeah, no, it, no, it probably won't be. Um, if I don't play games into- that stress me out. <laughs> If you do ever get into Doom Pan, which I don't expect you to, but I would more so suggest Doom 2 or Doom 2016. Um, one of those two entry points, because the classic Doom, I think, is worth playing, and the modern Doom is definitely worth playing. Um, as I mentioned before, Doom 2016 was a great return to form. We didn't see Doom come back for 11 years, because Doom 3 was 2005. Um, and Doom 2016 felt like out of nowhere. Um it's also like uh, it was announced at Bethesda's first E3 conference, um, where also Fallout Four was a, was announced. Yeah, so they, I, that I was remember a- watching that because um, that was back before Total Biscuit went quiet. Um, I remember watching Total Biscuit's coverage of that, and he just like lost his mm. shit. Oh yeah, no, I I love TB. Gosh, I love yeah. TB. Uh, <laughs> don't make me. Oh man, losing him yeah. was sucky. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was. Sorry, didn't um, mean to bring up sad, no, sad memories. No, no, no. Yeah, it was. I remember watching it was also, that E3. 
it was also sucky for personal reasons. Like that was like right when my divorce started happening is when he died too. God damn it. So yeah, it was like, Oh man, no, a TB. You were supposed to comfort me. (laughs) My guiding light is gone. (laughs) Oh man. But anyways, um, yeah, that, that conference was amazing. Now here's the thing for me. It was like, I was all excited because of doom. Like I'm a huge doom fan. Um, and everyone was like, Fallout, Fallout 4, Fallout 4, which I'm like, yeah, I don't give a shit about Fallout. Like, I don't, I was very vocal about it too. People were like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, I'm not kidding you. You don't understand. It's Doom. Like, Doom's an old game. No one cares. No, I care. <laughs> Fallout 4 is just Skyrim with guns. Like, who cares? It's not even that I mean, good. a lot of people care. A lot of people do. But, like, it wasn't for me. And it never was. So, like, I was super stoked for Doom. Uh, in, you know, 2016 quotations, because it's just Doom is the title. And I love that game. It was, it's been a favorite of mine. Like, and I, I would say probably top five of my favorite single video games ever is Doom 2016. And I was excited for it. I loved it. I platinumed it on my uh, PS4. PS4? PS3? PS4. Yes, PS4. I'm looking at it now. <laughs> um, I love that game. Um, it's amazing. I've played through it. I've even done it on my Switch. I even rebought it on the Switch and replayed it because I was excited for Doom Eternal. And I'm going to try to wrap this up pretty quickly because I've been like a half hour on this series alone, I feel like. Um, Mm -hmm. Doom Eternal is absolutely freaking amazing. And I've been playing it for the past week and a half or maybe two weeks now. And um, I actually beat it on... Uh, Ultra Violence, which is the second hardest difficulty, and it's what I always have played Doom on, is Ultra Violence, because fuck Nightmare, because monsters respawn in the old ones in Nightmare. You can't kill everything. They will literally respawn. Um, and Doom, <laughs> Doom Eternal has become my absolute favorite video game. I am actually replaying a campaign after just finishing a campaign because it's that good. I've never done that with a video game. I don't do that with movies. I never finish it and say, let's do that again. I've never done that until now. <laughs> the same like, thing happened with my younger brother when he was playing the Deadpool video game. That game was... Yeah. Woo! That was a fun ride. Yeah, and um, yeah, and I've never experienced that. So Doom Eternal has has become my number one video game of all time. Like, it's not even close. And it's so, it's so good because it took what was so awesome about Doom 2016 and amplified it. Now... It felt wonky at first. I'm not going to lie. I actually didn't know if I liked it or not the first couple levels. But then I got into, you know, more of a rhythm of things and got into it because everyone's going to tell you this game is brutally hard. Like, Doom 2016 was hard. This is like... (coughs) (laughs) This is like... not. You're not ready. You're not ready for this. (laughs) Um, and And I'm doing it through the hardest difficulty now, but it doesn't feel that bad now that I've been taught how to play it through the previous playthrough um and i will have to say because of this game and my recent thoughts about monster hunter it's actually supplanted i used to rate like my top three series as monster hunter diablo then doom it's now done a flip where it's now because of iceborne honestly it's become doom diablo then 
Monster Hunter. Monster has become my third favorite series now. <laughs> so, so for reasons mainly having to do with my PlayStation overheats uh, very quickly, I haven't actually played Iceborne yet. So sometime when we're not recording, I want to hear you two rant about why Iceborne sucks so much. Because you keep referencing it, it, but I don't know. It doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. Here's, it's just not as here's good as older thing. versions. It, and it's actually a very quick discussion, uh, Pan. The reason why I'm so upset with it is because we've never had a meta weapon that was the answer. And now there is. Oh, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, there is a solved meta now. Yep. That as really far as, sucks. Yeah, as far as, like, the weapons go. And... Like, it, I, never, I don't even ever really get into, like, super higher tiers of stuff. But that's still... Ee. Oh, yeah, and yeah. if you're not, if you don't have Safi Diva weapons, why are you even weaponing? Like, it's like, now a lot of people say, oh, that's not the case, but like, it's very, very niche cases in which you're not going to be using Safi Diva weapons. That's like, the thing, for the, though, yeah. Okay. Like, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you, a lot of the weapons that I use are just Safi Diva weapons. Now, right, and it's yeah. it, it hurts me. It hurts my soul because Monster Hunter didn't have a solid meta, and it was about have, having fun and playing together. But now, um, and this is already happening. It's been happening. If you don't have Safi Jiva weapons, you're going to get kicked out. It happens. Mm-hmm. It's been happening, and like the fact that people ignore that is just dumb. Like it's hurting the game. It's hurting the community. It's like that. At least that's my opinion, right? And that's why I. I'm not for it, and I have lost any interest in playing anything else in Iceborne, no matter yeah. what they've come out with I, so far. To be honest, I I don't know how um how they're going to be able to progress forward with the game because like back then they would just have a complete product and they would give it to you, and that was there it. wouldn't be like these you know monthly updates. Whereas now they it's more like modern MMOs where there is a clear meta to the game like. I don't know. I mean, there was metas before, but they weren't solved. Like, yeah, yeah they weren't set in stone. Like, you could technically yeah. play with whatever it is that you wanted with some judgment. But, um, I mean, like, poor cat users. <coughs> poor pa- yeah, Like, Prowlers... Yeah, my brother's a was a cat main in Generations, yeah. Prowlers get so much hate, and I don't give them any hate. I let them play it, because... It's more fun that way. If they're playing as a cat, and like, right. the, and if the game is a little bit harder because of that, I'm actually having more fun. I like flying by the seat of my pants. I don't like the game to be easy. Um, that's why I'm always constantly making like off-meta builds. I'm not using the best weapons in the game. And everybody's always yeah. asking the question, why are you doing that? I'm like, because it's more difficult. That's why. It's fun. You want me to yeah. play this on easy mode? Meta is for... Pussies, but yeah, and then the, <laughs> the minute the, the minute I say that, they nice. burst out laughing, and I'll be like, "Don't play with a crutch, okay? Grow some balls, play the game the way you want." But yeah, like everybody who I tell that to, they just immediately laugh. They're like, "Oh, you're a funny guy," but yeah, yeah. That, okay, so yeah, all right, that that makes sense to me, and it, that your your hate for Iceborne makes sense to me now. Yeah, and it. It was a, it was my game of the year last year. No no joke. And then Safi Jiva came out, and now I hate it. Like, <laughs> I mean, do, like, they, yeah. do they ever go back and nerf weapons? I haven't really paid much attention to how they, they have. 
Oh wait, they yes, did in the they beginning. Have. I haven't and I haven't seen anything since though. They have um, shifted some of the core mechanics for some of the weapons. Like for example, there was a point where slicing was like slicing ammo was meta because there was some error in the code that they had where slicing ammo like it, it's supposed to do like um, added uh, part breaker damage. Well, yeah, there was, and it was just doing added damage. It was it was also part breaker. Yeah, it was yeah. doing the part breaker damage on top of the regular damage, and it was ignoring armor values. And everybody oh, was like, everybody was like, oh my god, this is perfect. And everybody is like, just flat out just killing yeah. Kieran's left, right, and center yeah. with slicing ammo, like causing it to flinch and fall over all the time, staggering it. And I'm like, this is absolutely broken. But I'm going to mm. use it. Why not? Yeah, it seems like you shoot it. You shoot it two or three times with your slicing bullet, and then the tail just pops right off. Yeah, and it would yep. just be flinch, 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 and like people would be like, "This is just great." And I think they also had to nerf cluster ammo as well. They if did, I'm, if I'm mistaken. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. do as much. Imagine damage. they they nerfed all the bowgun stuff. Imagine people <laughs> people were destroying Devil Joe. With, yeah. with, like, four-player cluster bomb speed runs. In like two <laughs> that's, always, that's always been... A, there's a name for it. It's Haim. Like, there's yeah, a name for that. Yeah, I was gonna say, I know there's a name for that. Yeah. Is it like Haim or is it Hame? I can't remember. I don't know. I call it Haim because I'm American and I don't know how to pronounce Japanese shit. I'm sorry. I believe okay? it is called Haim, <laughs> but no. <laughs> and then it'll be like the culturally people, they're like, uh, you're uncultured spine. It is called Hame and it is not manga. It is manga. But I don't want to assume, <sighs> right? I'm like, cheese. okay, I could be called Hame, but I don't know. I don't speak that language. I don't know where it came from. I'm just reading it. Like, I don't, I, don't <laughs> I don't blame. I don't blame. There's so many things that I I mispronounce. Like for example, like uh, what is it? Duodenum. I just call it duodenum. That's how you say it, duodenum. Oh, oh cool. Oh, that's well, there how, you that's go. That's how that word is said. Oh, it's not duodenum. I would probably say duodenum because I'm terrible at <laughs> pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how that's pronounced, duodenum. Yeah, or I you got... just say fucking small intestine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like if I get punched in the throat, I'll be like, oh, well, my esophagus. I mean. Come on, like, duodenum is partially because of Weird Al, right? Like, yeah, it Pancreas is. song? Yeah, yeah. it is. The duodenum. <laughs> like, I mean, you can't make it work without Weird Al's song. Okay. Like, anyway. Like, I hang um, out with medical people, so, like, that's not even a weird word to me. Yeah. Watch <laughs> them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, so back on the Doom train a little bit, uh, there's a couple things that I... <laughs> back at the plot. Yeah. yeah. Back on uh, the ranch. There's a couple things that I, I want to talk about with uh, with Doom Eternal before I forget. Now, there are some things in this game that elevated it for me just way above. And it's like, I like arcade things. And the fact that they went more arcade just personally, mm -hmm. I feel is better. I feel like that could be a style change. A lot of people could like take it or leave it or whatever. But I like arcade stuff. That's why I liked Call of Duty over Battlefield. It was more arcade -y. You know, I like it more being more of a game. And it, one of the crazy things that I liked about Doom 2016, because it made you care and think about Doom Guy as a character with him never speaking and you never getting a lot of exposition from a lot from him. Doom Guy. And then, yeah, no, it's literally what he's referred to as Doom Guy or oh, the Doom okay. Slayer. Um, he's, like, he's literally in the game. They call him also referred to as Doom Guy is one of the vo voice clips. Uh, 
Because there wasn't a name for him back in the 90s because they didn't give a shit about story. Yeah, right? yeah. And the story was there but it's cool because it's it's there's enough of a story for you to get into and like it and it's very much more in your face this time around mm-hmm. whereas last time any sort of exposition especially in the beginning doom guy literally throws the screen at the wall and is like shut up samuel hayden i don't give a fuck about what you were trying to do here you're killing people i don't care about your exposition and walks out doom guy still does that but you see a lot more exposition and stuff and it actually is cool so they subvert what the first game did or you know doom 2016 did <coughs> with saying hey there's a cool story here doom guy doesn't care but you still get to experience it and like <laughs> like they did that to a very good degree in doom eternal also and there's so many things that like it opens up the universe wide. It's like it was all sort of like, oh, you know, like what's going on? Like, why was Doom Guy in a coffin for like hundreds of years or or something? But was it Doom Guy? It was just like some some dude that killed a bunch of demons, like, and then explain it all. And it's really cool how they explain it. And like some of the new enemies that people hate, like the uh, Marauder. Uh, literally, uh, to explain Pan, he's this dude that, like, if you shoot him, he immediately brings up his shield. You can't hurt him. Mm, There's actually yeah. a specific weak point. You have to shoot him. And, like, people are just going nuts, and they hate it. And I was like, But I love it because it's like this dance of, of like, okay, i got to dance around you while killing other things and keep an eye on you so I can hit you when I can hit you and avoid you when you're shooting at me. Like, it's this How really is it cool you don't thing. like Dark Souls? Honestly, I mean, like, for the Marauder... I don't like Dark Souls because I liked Demon Souls. Because I'm a Demon Souls hipster. <laughs> no hate at all. But yeah, I was going to say that for the Marauder, I mean, like, there are little cues that tell you exactly when you need to shoot him with a shotgun. Like, when his, yeah. uh, like when he's kind of oh, winding up... Oh, which the tooltip in the game is hilarious because it tells you do not use the shotgun when the shotgun is clearly the answer. <laughs> I know! It even shows it in the example! It's the freaking shotgun! Yeah. But yeah, like, th- there's like a little social cue where his eyes will flash green and he'll try and wind up to hit you with his axe like it's a baseball bat. And th- to that moment when he's about to execute an attack... Boom! You hit him, you stagger him, you deal additional damage in that moment when he's flinched. And it's... I like it. It's nice. It shows that, you you know, you can't just go in there guns blazing all the time. You have to look for the opportunity to actually shoot them and, like, hit them when they're vulnerable. Or otherwise, their guard's gonna be up. So the Marauder actually is a pretty decent bad guy to actually fight in the game. Like... Yeah. Rip and tear is good, but I like Marauder for mixing things up. The the cool thing about the Marauder is also um like the story stuff for the Marauder is so cool. To at least to me, right? Cuz like the the Marauder is part of the same dudes that used to be these enforcers that Doom Slayer was like back in the day right so they used to be like old war buddies essentially mm-hmm. and he's basically like joined the bad side and he's like you're a usurper and you're a false idol and like blah 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 basically like trying to tear doom guy down doom guy and again this is a great example of like like t- telling about a character without him ever saying anything mm-hmm. he's like i don't mm-hmm. care what you think you're going to die because you're in my way. (laughs) 
I don't care if you thought I was a, uh, you know, a, an idol to be worshipped or not. I don't care about your opinion. You're going to go down like everyone else. And, oh, man. I know he was started on glory kills, because glory kills are just hilarious and awesome and bloody and gory. Like, um, one of my, like... One of my, I was going to say one. I, I love the the one on Marauder where he goes in with the punch with the left hook. Marauder catches it with his right hand. He's like, ha I caught it. And then the wrist blade comes out of the, the hand and stabs him in the head. And he falls down dead. Like, just... It's <laughs> just so good. Um, but yeah, sorry. Doom, I highly recommend the whole series. Uh, Doom Eternal is absolutely amazing. I'm still playing the crap out of that game. Um... And I will continue to play the crap out of that game. And it has DLC coming out later that I will continue to play the crap out of. Um, but yeah, so that's that's Doom. And so we have our final game uh, tonight, Pan. You had a third one. Yes, okay. So the other one that uh, I was going to say... By the way, the one that I forgot and put back on the list was Blood Dragon. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah, so this, is, this game was one that I had intended to put on here all along. Um, and it took me a while to remember... Whether sure. it was Siphon Filter 1 or Siphon Filter 2 that I had played. Because it was so oh. long ago. Okay. Siphon and Filter. Yeah. I actually it, have not heard of this one. Yeah. it's um, It was a shooter series on the PlayStation 1. Um, I think the one that I played was Siphon Filter 1. Um, it came out in uh, February 1999 by Idetic. Okay, I've definitely seen this this cover, at least. Okay. Uh, yeah, Idetic Studios. Um, they were acquired by Sony in 2000, and uh, they basically only ever made the Siphon Filter games. Um, okay. Anyways, uh, I remember screwing around on this game a lot with my brother, and for the longest time, we didn't know. How, like, I think in like the tutorial or like when you first like start the game up, you don't have any guns. The only thing you have is a taser. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> we, we just spent ages, like, screwing around, trying to get as far as we could with just the taser. Oh, that's amazing. And one of the things you can do with the taser is that, like, you can just keep zapping a dude. Like, you just zap them real quick and they get knocked out. But if you keep zapping them, they'll, like, keep seizing on the ground and eventually, like, turn into this, like, crispy husk. <laughs> that and is we, amazing. We thought that was hilarious. And it's rendered in all the glory that a PlayStation 1 game could render it in. That makes it okay. even better. Oh my! Honestly, uh, clearing a game with like the weakest weapons is probably one of the most fun ways to go. It's kind of like knife runs with Resident Evil. Like there are people yeah. even now who were playing the demo for Resident Evil Three who have been trying to kill Nemesis with just the knife, and it is so funny watching it. And they're like, "Ugh, we gotta get ready. We gotta train up. What are we gonna do? Yeah, knife Nemesis to death." That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, there's there's so many. That's a it's always been a cool concept to me, especially when you you're like oh lim limited runs basically. Um, yeah, and uh, like we didn't. I don't remember getting very far in it. At least I didn't. And I was like nine. Mm -hmm. I was ten years old when this game came out. So you know, no idea how we got this game past my mom. Probably she was a lot more lenient on my brother than me. It kind yeah. of. It, I don't know why, but it feels like there's like a certain air to it that reminds me of splinter cell a little bit but yes it's it's the green mm. yes the spies the green. <laughs> yes the spy green colors spy it's that color on vision. the cover 
Yes. Yeah. The night vision goggles. <coughs> mm, yes. yes, yes, that. So yeah, that that was that was a lot of fun just like just trying to sneak up on guys and frying them really hard with the taser. I, mm. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Okay. <coughs> Alright. Well, that actually works out to an even ten. Oh with, my uh, god. I think, because like, well, Whoa. no, we should have 11. We should have 11. I'm missing one then. Okay. Uh, didn't I put down? Well, let's take a look at the list. I miss yours, Morg, your latest one. Uh, was it Half-Life? I didn't, I missed my Half-Life. <coughs> I That's knew what? there was some prejudice against it. How dare I, you? I'm not, I say I respect the series. <laughs> Okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> I just won't play it. I just like it. And I did. It, 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 there's eleven. You'll, I was like, wait, you'll wait a do minute. More, that doesn't make sense. You'll do more than just you know not play it. You know, you won't even acknowledge it. How could you? This is sacrilege. Um. So so real real talk here about um next episode, uh, what we want to do, and going forward. So we've we're on we're on uh. Is it Pan? I think so. Yeah, yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. so we're on Pan, and this will be the 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 end of another full cycle, I believe. Also, right or no, start of another. cycle. I think so. Yes, because I believe you you picked last, which was tactical. Yeah, it's been a while yes. since I picked something. So yeah. All right. Um. So what I so what are we gonna uh what are we gonna do next week and um. Is there a week that we want to take a break from this and talk about just normal everyday game stuff, or we'll just like, hey, we thought this came up, we'd want to talk about it, and just sort of do this as a default? Uh, whatever you guys want to do. Huh. Well, I mean, you know what? It's only fair that we let Pan have a turn. No, 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 it's fine. I'm, I'm okay with Pan having a turn. I'm just bringing it up for the future. Yeah, because I'm not leaving okay. anybody out. That's not happening. So, so while, no, no. while you guys were talking about all these games that I uh, had nothing to say, I actually made a list of potential categories that I would suggest. So I'm going to type those up in the oh. chat real quick. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just was like, hmm, what would I put as a category if they if, if yeah, I get to pick? I'm, I'm totally sorry because oh, like, no, I fine. love it's totally this. Fine. And ARPGs, we're going to do at some point. But we did have to delay that because like, that's just me talking for hours about ten games that I love. Like... <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but oh man, we had we had such a good time on this too, and then I started talking about Doom, and I knew that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, how long did that take us? You know, I don't think it took us any more than twenty minutes. Oh wait, what Doom? Oh wait, no, it was like forty minutes. It was like 40, 45 minutes just on Doom. Siphonfilter was like five minutes after that. Like, sweet Christ, where'd the time to be go? Fair. I didn't have much to say about Siphon Filter because I last played it when I was like 10 years old and I just really liked running around frying people with a taser. I didn't even really play it as a shooter. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay, um, so uh, while you're pulling up that list, Pan, um, I'm going to go over our 11 picks for the listeners just so they can hear them in a row. Um, so we have, and I didn't do this in any order we talked about them, um, just, this is just the 11. So, uh, Turok is, uh, we have Turok, Sirius Sam, Goldeneye specifically, um, and when I'm saying, like, Turok, that's the series of Turok, Sirius Sam series, Goldeneye is a specific game, Unreal Tournament is a series, yep. 
series. Titanfall is a series, although I only ever played two. Project Warlock is a specific game because there's only ever one. Call of Duty World at War is a, a specific game. Far Cry Blood Dragon is a specific game. Doom is a so entire series. Um, All the games are which are really, really any good. of them. You can play any of them. Just don't. I guess Doom Three is like the the hardest one to play because flashlights. Um, it's a dumb one. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If they were and then siphon filter record and half life. Yeah, the one to skip would be Doom Three, and it's its own standalone and not canon anymore now. Honestly, if you so. if you want the Doom Three experience, just go and watch the Doom movie with the Rock and what's that guy's name? I he is like so slept on as an actor. Um, Carl Urban, I think it is. Oh my God, Carl Urban. That's the name. Yes. I, I remember I have... Carl Urban's name. I love that guy. He's great. I. He... He, he's one of the people that I get a pass for. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> the, the husband pass, yeah. Yeah. He's a uh, husbandino. Yeah. Basically. Oh, man. You see, I, I personally don't believe in the pass. Like, that's just me. That's just my personality. But, like, I get it. I've heard so many people say that, like, Carl Urban is, like, their pass. He was so this... awesome in in Dread. Yeah, he, he oh, was really yeah, good in a lot he of was. films. Uh, he's, isn't he also... No, he, that's he not him. He was in Chronicles I was of thinking, Hang on, what were you thinking? I was thinking the White House Down series, but I can't... I don't know. Uh, he was, no, no, he was in Star Trek, and he was in uh, Thor Ragnarok. He's But also, tie into what we've been talking about today, he's in the Doom movie as the protagonist. Um, the Doom 2004 six seven movie i can't remember one around there i was in high school um the doom movie with uh, the rock also uh carl urban is the protagonist and actually holy shit he, he was also Aylmar. yeah i did not know that oh my god yeah he is phenomenal in the role of doom guy however the movie is terrible yeah <laughs> the movie is bad but it is pretty much doom three in like an hour long film and it's taking the yeah. concepts of doom three and making them metaphors instead of actual like sci-fi demons ripping into hell on phobos and demonos it's like hell's a metaphor and i make it a virus make it a uh, just a bland stupid zombie movie chromosome there's two 24 there are three things i like about that movie though and i actually like watching it still even though i don't you know in general it's not a very good movie First one, so, Carl so, Urban. So what were the good, what were the games? Uh, games. Sorry, for our first person you, shooter. <laughs> oh yes, I was getting. Yeah, she was getting the list together, so she probably didn't. Yes. Uh, so the games are Turok, Sir Sam. Oh, we did, we did that already. <laughs> I, I thought you, that. you didn't go. I don't think you mentioned all of them, did you? Yeah. He, no, I did. Yeah, okay. Half Life was the last one. Okay, yeah. sorry. I thought you went on the Carl Urban train way before you got to the end of that list. No, no, no. no um, we were, I did. Um, yeah, uh, no, like, I like Carl Urban, uh, I like Goat, is one of the characters in the movie, and I like, um, the first person shooter little segment of the movie. I love that part amazing. too, it's so good! Yeah, it's, it's, it's honestly what saves the movie for me, is that little clip of him going in first person mode in a movie. That movie... Which you think I would've, yeah. you think I would've liked hard, uh, Hardcore Henry, but I fell asleep during that movie. 
It was just so bad. But it is so meme worthy. It's right up there with Robo Shark. <clears throat> anyway, so we have uh, a couple categories here. Um, so the, <clears throat> yeah, these are all the categories that I, I brought up that I was thinking about. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever one speaks to you guys, I'm up for. So I want to save life slash farming games, uh, right. you know, fl- slice of life games for when I, I am now going to be getting Animal Crossing. You cut out. I am now going to be getting Animal Crossing at some point. Oh, okay. Yes. Just not yet. Um, and I want to save my okay. talking sure. about that when I have a little bit more experience sure, in that. Sure, With, sure, Um <laughs> She's trying to rush you. <laughs> no, no, no! I I've been desperate for more Animal Crossing friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I had the girlfriend convinced me to to get nice. it, so I'm waiting to get it to play with her, and then yeah, I'll be playing with other people too. Sure. But I like the um, idea of post-apocalyptic games because I've got a couple in mind that might be able to make the list. I like this category because it's it's not a traditional genre; it's more of a setting, and I like exactly. that idea. Yeah, and I also like going for more setting style than. Uh, yeah, like no, and that's category. that's that's one thing that I was going to get into is like I think we can start doing some more fun ones now. Turn based RPGs, I think it's something that we'll have to do at some point, um, which is a more traditional. Yeah. Uh, thing, but uh, I'm liking post apocalyptic also. I think there's going to be some good picks in here. Um, there might be some repicks too, at least yeah. for me. Yeah. Like, I, I could see myself putting one on the list that's... Uh, I'm pretty sure we already um, talked about the, the good fallouts in another uh, one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one that the one that I'm pretty sure I would talk about is um, the one with Monkey. I can't remember. Um, I know for a fact that a first-person shooter that I did not pick would make it on that list for sure. Hmm. Okay. I can't... So uh, we're doing I, post-apocalypse games then? Yep, post-apocalypse games. That's All what right. we're doing. It's 2020. We've got to get into the theme of the year, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, come on. Wildfires, plagues, uh, bad government. Uh, honestly, yeah, this has been the shittiest start to the year so far. We're tripping over our shoelaces right here. but I saw I saw a great meme. It was uh, uh, for D&D stuff. It was like, this year we're supposed to be 2020. It showed two 20-sided dice, right? Yeah, uh, with 2020, and it, this is what the year was supposed to be, and then it, this is what the year actually is, and it's four uh, 20-sided dice on ones. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening. This is Forts One. Um, we're gonna talk next week about I've post-apocalyptic games, and. Um, <clears throat> I will. You guys can catch me on Twitter at HunterTubPod. Um, you actually see me tweet. I actually tweeted the whole replace like like parody lyrics of "Hey Hey You You I Don't Like Your Girlfriend," but redone in a Monster Hunter thing about "Hey Hey I Don't Like Your Armor." Um, and this is something hey, I did hey, you, you. on I my like own. Armor. Hey, 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 you. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. But go look at it. <laughs> oh my god, I am going to post me singing that song. I'm actually going to do it. Why do not? It. Yeah, I'm doing it. Do I'm it. doing it on Twitter. I'm putting it on there. You guys can follow me at Morgan Hey Three. You can hear. You're going to use. You're going to lyrics. Lyrics by Fortwan. Yep. Performance by Morg Daddy. Yes. All right, I love it. 
Okay. Uh, anyways, I'll see you guys on the next class. On that quest, where you be more daddy. Well, other than singing my song. Well, aside from that, I'm also going to try. I'm I'm trying to get a movement together. We are not going to be calling coronavirus coronavirus anymore. It's going to be COVID nineteen because it is it's politically correct and two because it hurts Rona, my favorite um, hardware and lumber store. Uh, Everybody gets so worried whenever I'm like, yeah, I'm on my way to get get some something from Rona. And everybody's like, oh, no. Oh, he's actually willingly getting infected. And I'm like, no, it's a hardware store. And they're like, what? And I'm like, Canadian. And they're like, oh, right. And I'm like, no, that's, I'm not going a, out of my way to get free COVID-19. free for anything, Morg. Canadian. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, that's actually we another had, thing we had that a nice Cana- It's like, why are you so nice? And I'm like. Canadian. And they're like, oh. Oh, Morg, I don't yeah. think... Did you see what I was saying? How I explained what happened to you earlier to Fortuan? Oh, Mm-mm. no, I don't think... Yeah. Yeah, we, we made a Canadian joke at your expense already today. Oh, no. Because you were all... Because you were all worried we were going to start recording, like, uh, an hour earlier like we did last week. But, like, I'm on normal schedule right now. So you were like, oh, no, I'm going to be 15 minutes early. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you were like, you were like, I'm gonna be 45 minutes late, but you were already planning on being an hour early, so you end up being 15 minutes early. Oh my god, that's a. Li- <laughs> Although that is a problem, we are addicted to apologizing. You know, we can't help that. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> Jesus! Oh, I'm I, again. Uh, no! <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyways. Uh, I understand your sentiment. This is something that I get told a lot too. I actually apologize a lot more for things than I should also. So I don't think it's purely a Canadian thing. No, no. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, and then also, um, where can we find you, Pan? Uh, you can find me on Reddit. I mostly hang around r slash D&D behind the screen. Um, I may have to get a Twitter account just so I can watch this thing that Morg's going to record. Oh, trust oh, me, it's worth your time. It's, and if, it's, if I if I get a Twitter account, I'll uh, I'll be sure to share it next time. Because Morg stole my idea of doing "Let It Go" for Iceborne. Oh no! Oh my god! Oh no! No, I did I did the Christmas Carol. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, oh and- no no no! And then I told you about my idea. That's right. Because I was actually recording that, and I just never, I never got it to work. You were doing. Just, oh, don't like, tell Morg my ideas. Got it. What? I don't he, steal people's he ideas. He didn't steal it. I just accused him falsely. Oh, wait, you you <laughs> were doing "Let It Go," so you're like, "Let It Go." Let I was going to. Yeah, you could do and, that with Volcana. Yeah. I think that could be a thing. But well, we didn't. This was like before we knew anything. It was just announced. That was it. Like when I was doing this. The carts never bothered me anyway. Uh, I kind of left it as the cold because I was thinking it was a Kushala uh, that left. Yes. Well, I was, anyways, I, was thinking, I was, I was, looking at it like you know you lose, so it's like let it go, let it go. It's okay to lose. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Um, anyways, uh, thank you guys for joining us tonight, and have a good one. Later. Toodles. See ya. <laughs>